This was C Podcast. I hope that you guys have been enjoying our episode so far for this year. Tonight, we have a special guest, which is Mariah for Faving Essentials. Um, I hope that you guys are ready for this episode. We are excited to have Mariah having us join us tonight. And thanks for taking the time out to join us. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Yes. Um, so we're just going to get started. We want to know a little bit more about your brand. We have seen your brand and it seems like your hair care line is just amazing. Um, so could you share a little bit about um, yourself personally and how you got started? Yeah. So um, like you guys said, my name is Mariah. Um, originally, um, I'm from St. Louis, but now I live in Jacksonville, Florida. So I'm a teacher um, by day and um, a licensed cosmetologist as well. And so I kind of got started with hair when I was six years old. My mom, she had arthritis and carpal tunnel, so she couldn't really uh, do my hair without it causing her too much pain. So I had to learn how to do hair very early. And so um, I've been doing hair pretty much ever since then. And so as a teacher, um, I work in, typically I work in low income schools and I get to see firsthand how um, hair can really affect a young girl's confidence and um, how they perform in school. So my brand allows me basically to combine my passions of hair and then education because I get to uh, inform people about how to take care of their hair and what products are going to work well with their hair type. So yeah, that's a little bit about me and my brand. I love it. You said that you started at six years old. That's interesting because my mom, um, she's a cos- she used to be a cosmetologist. She's a nurse now, but uh-huh. he started doing hair at a very young age too. And I feel like that really just shapes the trajectory like of your life. Like, now you don't know a lot of six year olds that know how to do hair. Right. You don't. And it took me so long to get my cosmetology license, but it's like the passion for doing hair never stopped. I love that. And you're a teacher as well. So I feel like you're also able to educate like the parents and kind of give back to your students in a way. Absolutely. (laughs) Yes. I love that. So how has the journey been being an entrepreneur so far for you? I mean, honestly, I think the best word to describe it would be like rocky. It's not um, like totally bad, but it's not always totally good as well. If I'm being honest, like I feel like entrepreneurship teaches you a lot of lessons. And so for me, um, I feel like some of the lessons that I've dealt with maybe like trust and control, sacrifice, balance, things like that. But I'm starting to enjoy it now. Like I would consider myself more of an introverted person. So it doesn't come natural for me to be an entrepreneur. But since I love, you know, hair so much, it makes it worth it. But now I feel like I'm finding the right people that I'm able to collaborate with. And I'm kind of pacing myself on this journey. So it doesn't feel like I'm rushing to success and putting like pressure and unnecessary, I guess, like time constraints on my journey. So I'm actually starting to enjoy it a little bit more now. 
I'm glad that you're enjoying it. A lot of people don't understand that entrepreneurship is not for the weak. A lot of people don't understand that people people see from looking on the outside of like all the glitz and glam or like, you know, you share like the success stories or different things like that. But they don't understand like the struggles that you go through behind closed doors of where you just starting, you're not making like the profit that you want to make or seeing the the customers that you may endure or like the different like the different stipulations behind closed doors. A lot of people don't understand that. And it kind of like sucks because once they see you start doing good, they want to start being a part of the good and when there when I was hustling and bustling, <laughs> trying to get to where I want to be. But I, I love I love that you said that balance. Trying to find life balance of being an entrepreneurship is definitely like hard. And it's nothing wrong with still working in your career and having your business too like a lot of people think okay I made it let me just you know sometimes it's good to just still do what you love doing both at the same time because a lot of people don't have that have that luxury of doing both at the same time and doing what they love so that's really a good thing that you're being able to juggle both and still have have a life outside of both of them Yeah, that's where that balance comes into play because teaching can be very demanding and then Mm -hmm. so can running a business and then also just trying to make time to have fun and not get get lost in it all. But like I said, when you kind of take those time constraints like, oh, I've got to accomplish this goal by this date or else, you know, when you take that pressure off of yourself, you start to enjoy it a little bit more and you can find that balance between the two and not burn yourself out. Yes, that is definitely true. Because a lot of people, I hear a lot of entrepreneurs say they be burnt out. And when I first started um, doing graphics and I was juggling and doing, um, doing treats and stuff at the same time, I was literally burnt out. And I was like, okay, mm-hmm. you know what? I got to take a step back. (laughs) Yeah. I love it. Okay, so next question. What sets your brand slash your products apart from others? Yeah, so (laughs) (laughs) you're supposed to, like, I guess when you start a business, they tell you, all right, you have to figure out how you're going to make your brand unique um, to other brands so that you can stand out and usually they tell you know research what's going on in the market look at what your competitors are doing but honestly I do the exact opposite and I don't know if that's necessarily a good or a bad thing because my major was advertising in school and I'm kind of like bending the rules on some of the things that I learned but (laughs) I feel like the reason I'm doing that is because you know how when you pay close attention to what other brands or people are doing you kind of subconsciously start to do some of those same things and you end up like doing the same thing as them instead of really differentiating yourself so what I do I listen to my customers um and kind of like I guess my own intuition about what I would like to do with my brand and I get their responses on it and I feel like that keeps my brand um, authentic and that's what kind of separates me from other brands so like the products that's just one part of what I want to do and because I'm not constantly 
watching what other brands are do, I, doing my vision, I feel like it's just like constantly evolving and getting bigger and bigger. And I, as I'm listening to like things that my customers are wanting and the feedback that they're giving me, it's kind of like tweaking some of my visions as well. So I feel like if I continue to listen to them and, you know, trust what I'm trying to build here, um, that's what's eventually going to separate my brand from a lot of the ones that we see today. I agree. I agree because it's like you're not only trusting yourself, but you're trusting your customers as well. And yeah. that's exactly what's bringing you more in clientele and keeping your business thriving. You don't really see people like going outside of the norm. People, like you said, they're usually trying to do what all of the competitors are doing. But with you setting yourself apart, like you're only going to continue to grow. I love it. Definitely. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> you're, yes, you're definitely going to continue to grow because um, a lot of people think like the market is oversaturated. But once you find like once you find your once you find yourself and find your drive and find your community, it's it's going to continue to take off for you. It's going to continue to people going to continue to pour into you, continue to pour and buy your products and continue to love your brand. Um, a lot of people think that you got to have like be like flashy and it's nothing wrong people a lot of people don't understand like you can be small and when you're small that's when you find them like you've been so close niche with your customers and your mm-hmm. community because a lot of people be thinking oh you know I buy from her if she got this amount of followers or I do this if you got this amount of followers but people don't understand like it's not about that it's about the products and etc like you say I've I've heard other people saying brands buying followers or they're like doing like some of the most craziest things to get people to buy their products. But at the end of the day, if you're doing all these crazy things, it's taken away from your products and people telling you like the truth of why they've been using your products and et cetera. So I love that you're literally, you're literally still doing it the right way and you're doing it your way and you're taking it slow and you're not rushing things to be on a shelf in Target or Walmart. You're going to get there. Like Tabitha (laughs) say, take your time. Take your time. I'm going to get there. But it's like before I get there, I'm so, I guess I treat my brand as though it's like my, my baby or something. And so I'm not in a rush, like you said. So, for example, I've only got four products right now that I'm offering. But as if you look at my ratings, you know, everything is five stars. My customers are completely happy with those products and they keep coming back. And so, like, now I'm testing out new products. And so, like you said, we are, we're growing as a brand, but it's not like that, um, I guess, fast food type of vibe where it's like, okay, it's quick and it's it's easy to get to, but are you really satisfied with it, you know? Right. So I, I look at my brand like more of a, a slow-cooked meal that was, you know, love was put into and a lot of thought and effort. And so it's yes. better like appreciated. Yeah, you like the pot <laughs> roll. <laughs> yes. Definitely. Take your time with it. Get it right, you know, and then you'll have people always coming back and supporting you and they'll trust in the new things that you're putting out because they know you're putting that same type of care and love into it because these are this is people's hair that we're dealing with yes and a lot of people don't understand that like 
it's so crazy because you see somebody post like oh, I'm finna launch or I'm finna do this and you just be like wow what what like where did you come from right <laughs> did you take the time <laughs> did you take the time to prepare like you know you know it's like I don't think people take that into account like you know they're just put, put their products off on us on a celebrity and then it just came out of nowhere and yes. the celebrity most of the time don't use the products or you see them mm-hmm. use the products in that one video and I just be like people really can just be bought like that is just yes. so wild mm-hmm. to me and so crazy that's why I said I love that you still like you're staying humble and I love how Tabitha always tell people don't rush it don't rush it because it's gonna come and you want to make sure when it over when the overflow comes, you want to make sure that you're ready yeah and because when and you're gonna be ready when the overflow comes to you and the right people are buying your products and it's it's gonna come because I know a lot of people right now are upset they're upset with Maya Organics that oh yeah she's expanding her um product line Mm-hmm. From, I think it's Protector Gamble or something like that. But Proctor, yeah, Proctor yeah, Gamble. Yeah, but I was like, okay, I, I've been seeing a lot of like a lot of the girls on TikTok going in on her about um doing that investment because they were saying how I want a lot of people go in with them the products, the formulas they change because it's being so fast produced, mass produced and stuff. So I yeah. I don't know. I just I feel I feel like. <laughs> she has her own paved way that she kind of shouldn't do it because she get a lot of sales like the girls love her like she's almost on all the HBCU campuses always always doing like things on there so it's just kind of like I don't know I guess some people you know want to take that leap and I mean if you have the offer the offer is good but I don't know because I I mean I don't know that much like in the back end of like how that works but I just remember um super scent super scent was saying how when you get into target and walmart like she was telling like a lot of the small businesses you got to pay attention to like um the the production that you can have like if it's just one you and you don't have no team how do you expect to be in walmart and target because she was like once their shares clear off they asking you for two thousand or three thousand more products so she was just saying be realistic so it's just kind of one of those things where it's kind of like you want to be inside of a store or you want to do different things, but it's kind of like you can have you can have you can have that fantasy, but it's like so much more that comes with it that a lot of small businesses don't know that comes with it. They get in the store and then they get taken off the shelf. So it just kind of like sucks that um, that a lot of, a lot of the girls saying that she just put herself in a bad predicament with the hair industry. And a lot of the girls that do like brand partnerships and stuff with her, they were saying that if the product changed, they're not going to be promoting and using her products anymore. Right. Yeah. So I, I'm going to be honest. I haven't looked too deep into um, what happened. I did read um, a statement from her and I think she did say that she was um, not planning on changing the formulations, but I people um, who aren't like in the business, but on the consumer side, they don't always have like a full view of what goes on behind the scenes. And I don't really think that they give black CEOs enough grace. Like a lot of the times black businesses, we don't have the finances and the infrastructure to scale a business just because you're in major stores. It doesn't mean that you're making a whole lot of 
profit because like you said, if you've got to meet these minimum orders and um, you've got to somehow, you know, get all those products made, um, bottled up, labeled up and delivered there. And then there's different percentages going to different people. Like sometimes you need a bigger company to kind of like go under that wing. Yeah. To help you with growing, but still, um, able to like be behind, I guess, like the creative direction and, and everything with it. Um, so I don't know, like, I, I hope she doesn't change the formula, like how, um, other brands have done when they've, you know, completely sold their brand, but it seems like she's still going to be very much so hands on with it. Yeah. So I think that they should give her a, a chance. A chance. See, yes. yes, just see the what girls comes was dragging from her it. on TikTok. I was like, oh my God, they t- they dragging her just how they was dragging Honey Pot. And yeah. I was like, oh my God. I felt so bad for Honey Pot. They was doing Honey Pot so wrong. And Honey Pot was thriving for a very long time. Yes, she where was. the ingredients changed. Yeah. Like, yes. and, also, and like, it's crazy. Yes, it's so crazy. Yeah, but if they want the prices to stay reasonable, sometimes that's what it, you know, takes. Um, partnering with other larger companies that can get things done at a cheaper price. They've got better, you know, resources and things like that. We we just don't always know the inner workings and they can't always share that because it'll go over most of our heads anyway, but at the end of the day, I just hope that she's still very much so hands-on involved, like she said. That is an interesting perspective because I know like on TikTok a few weeks ago, it was trending, like a lot of people, like really all over social media, it was trending. Um, People were kind of like outraged that others were finding out about the products, um, about the oil um, specifically, like, oh no, like I don't, you know, pretty much they were kind of doing like a opposite effect, pretty much saying that the product doesn't work so that some people wouldn't buy it because it was, you know, it, it didn't fit their hair, their hair structure. And so uh, people were pretty much kind of like worried about the price going up. But I mean, with them going under Procter & Gamble, if, you know, because we don't know the ins and out, maybe that would be like the most effective thing to do to keep the cost reasonable, because I know that people were like so worried about that. Yeah, we like we just said we have to wait and see what happens. And I'm hoping for the best. <laughs> Me too. Because <laughs> buying a lot of people don't understand buying natural hair products and good natural hair products is expensive. <laughs> it's its own bill. It's its own expense inside of your bill. <laughs> but the, the, the thing the, that bothers me sometimes, for example. Um, I think my prices are are pretty fair. Your they prices might... are very good. Yeah. Thank you. I I think they are. I get complaints about them sometimes being a little more expensive, but then I'm looking like, okay, look at the type of ingredients that are going inside oh, the these products. Yeah, the packaging, it's all of that. That's the quality. Up. Yeah. So I'm trying to make it worth it from all angles, but I don't have the infrastructure to buy you know, millions of products at a few cents and be able to sell it for cheaper. Like, you know, everything that I'm getting, you know, kind of is expensive for me to get too because of that. You know, that's what I'm saying about that whole scaling part of it. So I try to keep my prices very reasonable so that it's still affordable. But 
Um, I do, it is at the end of the day, it is a business, you know, and if we want to be able to grow and offer more to the community, we need, you know, constant support, you know, so that we can keep these, you know, the prices good for people. And that's, that's so crazy because I was watching Supercent and one of her friends live like a couple of weeks ago and Supercent was just saying how, um, how pe- people going to buy what they want to buy. Mm-hmm. But they get mad when they see like a price change or something come apart. But she said, it's, at the end of the day, it's, I, have, I, have to, I have to run a business. I mm-hmm. have to run a business. You're still getting the product. But if I find a way to make the product even more better, I have to go up on the price on it. And a lot of people don't understand that. Or if I do like this special packaging or, you know, changing an ingredient, or if I can't get this ingredient no more, okay, I had to find, figure out another ingredient to add to my formulation to make it still be a good product that you were originally buying. And a lot of people don't understand that standpoint of doing that. But she said, but she made a good point. At the end of the day, as an African-American, we're always, they you find it like they're always down keeping Black businesses and never want to support, but they'll go support another business, something that's not benefiting them really. But yeah. It, and it kind of sucks because it's kind of like I always find myself that I always want to support a black business or want to support the small businesses because it's one of those things where it's like you you got to start from somewhere and sometimes they have the better customer service but then again it's one of those things where it's kind of like you have you do have those hand few that make it bad for us of being a being a small business and being a black business when they give bad customer service or not arguing because I'm not gonna lie Whew, it's so hard to find <laughs> good hairstylists <laughs> oh, don't get me started it's so, it's so hard to find good hairstylists and like I have so many people always come up to me asking me like your hair like who does your hair or your hair is so beautiful this and that and I just be really want to and I really had to tell them like from my mom used to do hair. She used to have her own like salon and different things like that. I mm-hmm. she trained me how to take care of my hair. <laughs> but it's one of those things where it's kind of like every time I go get my hair done for someone different or having to go read any style seats, all these rules, it made me not want to book. Yeah. I have to comb yeah. my hair washed. I have to comb my hair washed or make up artists and everything to detangle. Yes, and I really can say I just got my hair braided like a couple of weeks ago. And I love this girl. And she, like, she's in college. And those be the ones that really be hustling and really love what they do. They're not just doing it for the money or not canceling on you the morning of. Like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm not going to be able to make it. Or they make up an excuse. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Like, I I hate that. But I really like her. But I did. So when I got her chair, she was like, oh, my God, you got a lot of hair. Like, and, <laughs> it's, and it's, it's what people want to charge you for having a lot of hair. I, and I, was, I was like, thank you. So your hair is so beautiful. And I was like, yeah, I don't let a lot of people just play in my hair. And mm-hmm. like, you know, doing different things like that. But it's just so hard. Like, and then if you find me, once you find that right person, then they be moving or they going somewhere else. And I'm like, why? Why you got to go? It's just so hard, and it's one of those things where a lot of people don't understand, like, I understand you got to make a profit at the end of the day, but some people really just be so rude for no reason. Like, I I am the fond of good tipper, because that girl was surprised. She was like, oh, my God, are you serious? I said, yeah, like, if you give me good service, I'm going to give you 
commend you for your service because I know like you standing on your feet this whole time doing my hair yeah. but it's one of those things where it's like these style seats are getting outrageous I told I said the reason why I booked you is because you ain't have all the women on your style seat yeah. <laughs> like, you know what because oh. you you said a lot and I've heard this um from because I've worked in salons as well and I've worked in um unprofessional salons and I've worked in professional salons and I've been able to see like the difference and I think one of the things that's going on in like our black hair community is that a lot of people who do hair are not professional it's a lot of hustling that's going on and that's what's you know impacting the customer or whatever so you've got people with some ridiculous rules but you also have on the other hand a lot of people don't respect stylists and I've seen that in all settings they think stylists are um, uneducated in a lot of cases they don't believe that we are worth our time and the wear and tear that it takes on our body so like for instance like when I I got I went to Paul Mitchell for hair school and then when I left hair school I worked for Aveda for a while And um, when you, let's say you're coloring somebody's hair, um, you're, you're paying for the product, you're paying for the time, you're paying for the skill, you're paying for the tools that are used. If I'm cutting your hair, like all of those things, um, if you're paying for it, it has to match. So a stylist who's licensed, they know that you should be shampooing and conditioning someone's hair. You should not be tacking on an extra price for that. But then um, there is a such thing as, you know, people charging if you have longer hair um, or thicker thicker hair because it takes up more product and it takes up more time. And the time that is spent with one stylist doing your hair, you're missing out on taking other clients, which impacts the amount of money that you're making and then if you're paying booth rent and things like that you know there there's a lot that goes into it and I don't think that transparency is there but that professionalism is lacking and so like one of the things that I want to do with my brand so the products excuse me the products is just one side of it I really want to help with professionalizing this industry so you mentioned like it being difficult to book stylists yeah, so think on. about yes, help the girls. I'm I'm trying. <laughs> it's just it's gonna this is part of that that journey to get there. So one thing that I've noticed um with uh some of the salons that I've worked at, um, they've had the capacity to take walk-ins because it's like a, a franchise location, like um you've got your um let's say hair cutteries or your uh sports clips and things <laughs> like that they're able to take walk-ins because they have systems in place where everybody, you know, offers the same type of styles or whatever, you know, so it doesn't matter who you sit with. You're going to get the same quality of work usually uh, from whoever you, you walk in and get an appointment with. But we don't have anything like that for natural hair on a large scale. And that's something that I want to create. So if you're, let's say in Orlando and you need to go to Houston for the weekend, but you couldn't get in with your stylist, you know you can walk into this place and somebody in there knows how to straighten your hair or curl your hair or 
cut or color your hair, whatever it is that you want. If you move to another city, whatever, and you should be able to go there and not have to worry about getting scammed out of a booking fee or them not showing up and being late. They're all, they should already be there ready to take you. You know, you can go in there and get a good shampoo and conditioner on your hair and somebody detangle it and it's all built into the price there's no extra made up rules because they have to pay booth rent and they want to make sure that they're making a certain amount of money you know because it's not about the love of hair for them it's about the hustle so (laughs) I'm trying to get to that point where we can get the girls out of their homes and kitchens doing hair and things like that and really professionalize this industry because it can happen and that will get every I'm telling you that will get the girls together and not Mm -hmm. only like it provides quality it provides exposure yes smaller scale businesses to like get out there and get their name out there and build clientele yeah and then it's also a way because if you're if you're franchising a business then that means you're buying a business that you know already works and so you can uh, become a, a bit a profitable business owner and employ other girls that are fresh out of hair school and still want you know, some training to get, you know, um, I guess a specialty under lock. So, you know, they can come work with your brand and get ongoing training, get good health care and things like that, that a lot of private stylists may not have or have to pay a lot of money for. And I think the customers in turn will be happy with the type of treatment that they're getting too. So it's a win for everybody. Yes, that I I love it because they they we need it, especially our generation, our age. They need it mm-hmm. because the girls they really have good talent. Like yeah. my 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 mom stylist, he's older, and I I was um I went and got a silk press year before last, and I was like, I was like, I can't tell you the last time I got my hair washed in a hair salon, <laughs> in a hair salon <laughs> and everything, and I was like, I just love like even though I came with my hair washed. He was like, baby, I'm going to wash your hair again for you. He was like, I right. always, this is part of the service. And this was one of those things where I told him, I was like, I'm so used to come washed and ready. I'm yeah. so used to that. So I came washed and I came ready. Yeah. <laughs> so it was just, I love that. And my friend, she literally, she was just in South Africa, like, week before last. Mm-hmm. And she was talking about how she just literally walked in the salon. That's how you were saying. She was like, all the ladies that was, um, she just walked in to get some braids and she was like I can't tell you the last time I could just walk in the salon get my hair washed and get some braids without making an appointment and Mm -hmm. feeling so welcome and it's crazy because you got the girls on TikTok the black girls are really traveling to South Africa and traveling to Jamaica to get their Mm -hmm. hair braided because Uh of of them not having to book because of all these style seat rules or all these rules that the girls are giving and because it's cheaper but they're still tipping them so well and these women are just glorified and I love it like their braids so beautiful like if you could go on TikTok and you watch like these videos like the girls are really traveling and supporting these ladies in Africa and in Jamaica because of all the rules and it was just saying how it's just so sickening that I literally or rather catch a flight to come here to get my hair done and get it done in the states because y'all doing too much or y'all trying to charge so much like I it was so outrageous I seen one girl say that she stayed 
in Atlanta, and this girl charged nine hundred and ninety-eight dollars for some knotless, small oh, knotless no. braids. Wow! Yo, yo, knotless braids don't last. <laughs> no. So nine hundred and ninety-eight dollars. I said, wow. And y'all, people, people thought she was lying, but when she posted, like, she blurred out the girl's style, cute name, and everything. She didn't want to put her on blast, but when people seen them prices, they was like, that's crazy. And people are really paying on prices. I was like, wow. I feel like everybody, okay, I feel like everybody, so there's not just one audience. Every business, every brand has a select audience. And Mm -hmm. I understand, like, with inflation, the price of everything is going up. I mean, I'm not trying to get into food or anything, but y'all know, like, if you you grocery shop, like, eggs are going up. Everything Mm -hmm. is expensive. And so I understand, like, as the economy moves, like, as inflation grows, they have to, we have to increase our prices as well. Yeah, but you have to keep it kind of reasonable, you know, and that's why I respect your business, your brand so much is because you keep it reasonable, but with quality, you know, you are something that you love and you also want to give back and you also want to give people a bang for their buck. You know, they're not just getting a hair product. They're getting something of quality, something made with love, you know, right? and they're getting luxury packaging, the label, like everything. People don't take that into account to you paying for that business card. All of that stuff and everything too, and it's just one of those things where I just said that if if I love if I love something, I'm gonna continue to buy it. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things where it's kind of like it does suck that sometimes some people like you want to support somebody or you want to do this like the how the girls I've seen on the internet, but it just kind of like oh my god that's that's rent right <laughs> or like that's something that you know like something like that. But it's one of those things where it's kind of like. At the end of the day, if you know your clientele is coming from like college students or you know your clientele coming from people like in your in your community and it's not you're not always getting celebrity clients, okay, you can get a celebrity clients this price, but continue to cater to the people that help you get to where you got got to right. in the yeah. first place. So that's why kind of like a lot of the girls are kind of like going outraged on this particular hairstylist that's in Atlanta. Cause it was like, wow, I can't believe she just the new year, new price and went all the way up like that. And I was like, wow, that's crazy. But, (laughs) (laughs) but okay. So if you could give another entrepreneur two to three tips, what would it be for someone who's starting out or looking to start a beauty brand? Yeah, so one of them we just talked about. Um, do not over or undercharge people. Like I, I feel like you, it's a loss either way. If you, if you undercharge, you're not making a good, you know, living for yourself, and it you'll you'll want to stop you doing it basically because it'll be like, why am I doing all this work and you know, I'm barely able to, you know, survive or my business is barely thriving off of this. And so it'll be hard to raise your prices because then people will be mad. Like, well, nothing's changing, you know, kind of like how when they go up on your rent with your apartment, like y'all didn't even do nothing. So yeah. why is it going? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you kind of have to price it at a good price when you first come out and you don't want to overcharge people because you don't want to you know like use people like that and hit them over the head you might get some people to buy from you but if they start trying out other products and they work just as good and they're 
they don't have or you don't have better ingredients but your prices are more like they're gonna leave you people are not that loyal for uh, sure (laughs) like there's so many options out here you cannot do that that is so true yeah because i've seen um people on tiktok the girls talk i can't think of the brand of it people said that this girl posted about this brand from i think it was dollar tree or family dollar Mm-hmm. and now it's just starting to sell out like crazy and I was like that's crazy this one girl didn't even have that many followers telling telling showing people that she using this on her child hair and she was like that she loved it and everything and she went back to the store she was like I can't even find it y'all buying that all the support mm-hmm. and I was like just imagine like this this hair care brand probably like why is all our products selling out like this it's because of the internet this one lady posted using her using this on her child hair. And I tell y'all, I want to go see, because I said, I want to see if it's really good, but it got so many reviews. I cannot think of the name of it, but it got so many good reviews. And like she was saying how the shampoo and everything is so good, because she was just saying how her child hair eats up product. Mm -hmm. So she was like, she spends so much money on product and everything, and her child come back. You know, it's it's hard sending your kid to school. You come back looking rough. Yes. (laughs) You go to school looking juicy, get buried up, and then you come back home looking rough. That used to be me. (laughs) (laughs) So I I, I loved how she said that she was trying to look for, like, alternatives that she was, where she can mix things together. Like, you know, it's nothing like mixing stuff in your kitchen or your mama mixing something up in your head and it just come to life. Yeah. So, yes. (laughs) Yeah. I would say that's one piece. Another one, um, if you're going to have a product business or even services, like focus on the quality of what you're offering and the solutions that you're trying to provide. So don't do something solely because you want to create an, an image for yourself or, you know, um, everything looks good from the outside, but it's not really, you know, good. It doesn't really do what it says it's supposed to do like you're not gonna have a sustainable brand like that so really focus on whatever solution it is that you're trying to uh, get you know solve whatever problem you're trying to solve and make sure you've got good quality products and then I would say like my third piece of advice would be and this is something I'm working on too, get a mentor or like a couple of them like for different things if you can get a good mentor in the industry um, that'll save you a, a lot of mistakes. Um, if you need a mentor that's not necessarily in the hair industry, but somebody that just understands business and, uh, you know, personal life, spiritual life, whatever it is so that you can continue to get through it because it's not always easy. It's not always fun. There's parts of the business that you'll enjoy. And there's other parts that make you want to pull your hair out. And when (laughs) you are getting started, you can't always afford to outsource. So you kind of like got your hands in everything. So having a mentor, um, you know, they, they might have certain relationships or advice that can keep you you know, saying really through this whole process. So those would be my tips. Yes, I love those. I love that you said, especially the mentor part, even though it'd be so hard sometimes because some people, 
don't want to share or how they like you know tell like the bits and pieces so how they got there or how they got in the store or like how they you know but it, you do have those few that love to like you know want to see us all grow and all blossom to that potential to where how they got there and sharing their mistakes but you want to make those same mistakes I love that because I feel like that is something that really is that will be really beneficial to a lot of entrepreneurs especially that's just starting out or like that's young because I recently just seen this girl. She was just um saying how she bought all these products. Um, she made some of her products and she bought all these products and and getting the sales that she wanted to, but she's still continuing to buy products. So it's me. I I just DM'd her and I was like, you know, I was like, just stop buying products. Don't buy anything else until you figure out the way that you can make these products start selling for yourself. Because you you continue to buy stuff, you're not going to be able to have like a sell focus point of figuring out how to make this stuff sell already. And you put yourself in a bigger hole mm-hmm. of spending all this money. And she's, she is, yeah, because she, she just, gra- she's getting ready to graduate college. And like her, 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 her nail business is doing really good, but she's like trying to start selling like nail polish and her own monomer and everything and I always I always tell people the people that follow you most of the time is not the people that's gonna buy from you and not your, and no. not your target audience mm-hmm. and a lot of people do not understand that so I told I that's why I told myself this year I'm getting out of my bubble because it's like so many people be like you know you should start sharing this or you should start like helping people like I love to help people but it's one of those things where sometimes it's kind of like people are gonna do what they want to do or they like you know well, you don't have no multi, you know, people would rather listen to somebody that got a big business or right. that's somebody that's like have like revenue. And it's kind of sad because one of those things where she, she, she thanked me so much, but she was just saying how she, um, she don't have like a business minded person in her family or her friend that she could go to and ask for like help. And I was just telling her like, you know, you got to take a step back. I was like, because they're liking your work and they getting their nails and stuff done for you and other girls are like you know tagging you when they re- recreate your designs and stuff I was like but sometimes a lot of the times they're not your target audience or they're not going to buy the products from you or they're going to come later on ask you who make your products or who your vendor is <laughs> or can you sell your vendor I'm like a lot of people there but they ask you that type of stuff then you know support you but they can start doing doing what you're doing that's very true. And you have to be careful um, with people. I, I think I said earlier, like one of the lessons that I'm learning on this journey is about trust because I'm I'm so open naturally with people. And some people really have like an agenda when they come to you and somebody else is just being genuine. So if you can't find like a trusted mentor that's willing to share with you, even if you find somebody that hasn't quite made it yet, but you you feel their energy, you've had enough interactions with them. They And usually it's because they have their own something going on where they're not intimidated by what you've got going on. You know, find those type of whether it's a, a girl or a guy, like whatever, find those type of people and. Um, I know somebody, she calls them like, though they're like rare gems, like find them and really foster those kind of relationships because people out here doing people bad these days. So you really have to like use discernment, like, okay, if it's, and usually if I get a bad feeling in my stomach about 
somebody or a business interaction, I would still like proceed forward with it. Like, oh, I don't have any proof. And then every single time it would end in some horrible way where I was like, I could just listen to myself in the first place. Yeah. I feel like that's that why intuition. It'd be, yeah. it be right. Yeah, it's just it be right. for a reason. Listen to it. So like, if you get good vibes about a person, even if they haven't made it all the way yet, or like you said, they don't have all these followers and this and this and that, that does not matter. Like you could literally be sitting down at a random coffee shop one day and meet somebody that can change your, your life. entire life. You don't know yes. who people know at all. So yes. talk to everybody, be nice to everyone and you'll you'll feel those vibes and, and you won't you won't even know, you know, the possibilities of what can happen when you just focus on the positive people and not the ones who are trying to use you, the ones who are not supporting you. Oh, my friends didn't do this. Like you didn't start that Ooh. business for them. They are not gonna be the one who goes to Target and buys your product every single day. Yeah, but for real, like they're not going to be the ones that carry your business. It's going to be those strangers that really and truly fell in love with what you had to offer. And they like I I try to stay as far away from the forefront of my business as possible because I don't want people buying it because they like me per se. I want them to genuinely like my product. And then those strangers are the ones who are sending it in their group chats or randomly posting it in groups on social media or telling their coworkers all about it. Those are the people that are going to grow your business. Correct. That that really is true. And I literally just watched this sermon from Sarah Jake Roberts like last week. She was saying people they can buy the sauce all they want from you, but mm-hmm. it's they they don't use they, they don't implement what they buy at all mm-hmm. times. And that is so true because people they can buy something from you and like okay, this is how she did it, this is who she used, but they don't have all the jewels and everything and they don't have what it takes to make that be a business how you made it to be a business yeah and when she said that i was like that is so true people can buy all the stuff they want to buy from you or copy you all they want to but when it comes trickle down to it they don't realize that mm, okay she she doing some more she doing something else more behind the scenes they don't have a recipe like nope nope speaking of products mariah um so we know you that you have like you have four amazing products. You have your mask, your nourishing mask, your oil, your cream, and your foaming mousse. Mm-hmm. What would you say um, is the most frequently sought after product within your brand? <laughs> so it's definitely the oil. Um, I had been selling that oil. I had a previous brand years ago, and that was one of the products from that brand that I carried over. And honestly, people love the results from that oil. Um, it really helps with relieving dry and itchy scalp. Um, it helps with nourishing your hair follicles so that your hair is growing back stronger and faster than what it was. And so I get so excited when people are telling me like, oh, I've been using your product on my bald spot or around my thinning edges or you know, even people are like, I got eczema and I put some of it on my skin and it just relieves my eczema too. Like, um, my, I can't even keep my oil because my boyfriend keeps putting it in his beard. Like people love it. (laughs) They love this oil. 
but I'm on um, I'm on day four of using the oil with uh-huh. my break my protective style and I definitely do love the oil like yeah it's so lightweight it's not all heavy but it's jam-packed with 21 different oils in it but yes and like, I love the smell it smells yes. so good especially that mousse that mousse y'all that mousse smells so good <laughs> yes that's creeping up as a favorite too it really just depends on how people use their hair so or style their hair because like the oil whether you're you know a natural person or you wear more extensions like we still need good scalp care Um, but like the foam is so versatile I use it like I put a lot of crochet in my hair because right now I I had locks for 15 years and I cut them off um uh when was that maybe about two years ago and um I wore a haircut for a little while but now I'm growing my hair out and what I'm noticing about my hair, because I just haven't been able to play with it in so many years, is it's um it's really fine. It reminds me of my grandmother's texture. It's so fine, almost so fine that you really can't do anything with it. And so I just crochet my hair a lot so that there's not a lot of tension on it right now. But I use the foam for like my curly crochet styles and it keeps it fresh. But when I had my hair cut, then I could pump like some pumps of foam on there and my curls on the top would look so good. I've used it with twists and like blow dry wraps. Like it's very versatile. I love it. Yeah. That's what we need. I feel like so like oftentimes products a lot of products out here you can only use them for either your natural hair or for extensions but the fact that you can do so much and it's gender neutral you said the girl mm-hmm. like is using it for his beard this is mm-hmm. like there's barbers using my phone to like lay down the the fly I guess like the flyaway type hairs or whatever um get the waves and stuff like it really is versatile and I guess being in cosmetology school they teach you like even though it might say that this product is used for that that's really like a sales and branding type thing but a lot of uh products can be mixed together they can be used for all different things but if you say it's an all-in-one like, you know, people might not want that. And if you say, oh, it's specifically for this, then they'll buy it over and over. But yeah, most products, you can use them different ways, but it's just not marketed that way. Correct. Mm-hmm. I love it. Um, so my last question that I have for you is, a, what, um, what goal do you look to accomplish this year for Faving Essentials and for yourself? Oh, okay. so one business goal and one personal goal. One business, one personal. Okay, so my business goal, the one that I'm working on right now that I'll be working on for the year is trying to expand my product line. So it's time to start growing. Um, so I'm currently testing out a curling custard. And this is my favorite like part of the business, um, having people test out the products and getting honest feedback from it. Like I, I'm always having to tell people like, look, if I let you try something or if you want to try something with me, like you have to promise to be honest because if you're not honest, it will hurt me in the long run. Tell me if it works. Tell me if it doesn't work now so that I can make the changes or keep certain things and not find out 
you know, thousands of dollars later that this is not really what you wanted and you'd rather use something else. (laughs) So um, this year I will be focusing on trying to put out more products. The goal is two more for this year. So to go from four to six. So um, I'm already starting with the one that we're testing out. Um, And so I guess a personal goal, um, this is random, but um, I bought a guitar and (laughs) I've never played an instrument before. I'm like, I've always been a dancer, but um, I kind of just want to sit still and learn how to play the guitar, like just take my mind away from work and business and everything else and stop like needing to like go out and just sit in my house and teach myself how to play the guitar. So that'll be one of my goals for this year. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Thank you. I love it. I can't I can't wait to wait this what to, wait to hear what you um learn how to play first. Yeah, maybe on the the next episode that we do together, I'll do the intro where we start yes. the guitar. We need <laughs> Yes. I love what about you guys? Any um goals for the year? Yeah, um, I honestly. Um you can go first, Kiana. <laughs> um business goal. Um, so I'm an, I'm an insurance adjuster. So my goal by the end of the year is to go independent. That's something that I'm like currently working towards. Yes. Just because I am getting, I feel like I'm getting to a point where I'm just kind of ready to set my wings and kind of go independent, like kind of depend on me. And I know it's going to be hard, but it's a process. Mm -hmm. So personal goals, just my personal goal honestly is to keep consistent with anything that I'm trying to do like I have so many ideas um, and things that I'll start and I might fall off but I'll you know get back to doing it so my goal this year is to stay consistent and that that comes with like working out I do makeup so doing videos and you know just kind of like putting myself out there and getting myself out of my comfort zone um, which I already started doing um, coming into 2023 so that's something that I want to stay consistent with that's good I love it I love it um for me personally um my I would say my first personal goal for myself would be um I want to own I either want to buy a home or I want to buy a town home okay um and then uh, one of my I would say also being consistent um continue to being consistent and not being so hard on myself and giving myself grace yeah. because um I am the person I'm I'm the strong friend and I am the person that always um I'll stop what I'm doing for myself and pick up somebody else slack or help them or find it like you know being that helpful person so I made a promise to myself that this year I'm going to try my best to the same way that I give my all to someone else could give my all to myself um, mm-hmm. on things that I'm doing in my life. Business-wise, I would say um, I'm looking to I'm looking to kind of like outsource and have like my desserts in a store or in somebody winery or something like that. Like you know, community something small. 
design wise and marketing wise for my design business I honestly say I would say being present and giving more behind the scenes of um since I know a lot of people um like seeing more behind the scenes of like me doing um pictures or me being creative director for photo shoots or doing different things that way and I would say continue to help small business owners because I love I love helping small business. Um, I love it so much. And I love being able to people market and brand themselves and giving them ideas because I am definitely a creative at heart because I tell people always be like, clients always like, I never would have thought about this. Like, how did you come up with these ideas? How do you come up with this type of stuff? And it's just one of those things where I don't know. I just, my brain is always (laughs) going. It is literally like always going and I can tell you how to flip something from a to z and i just love and i just and i love that so i would say hopefully um hopefully this year i want i want to um have like my own studio or something where i can literally have they have everything in one package you can have a photo shoot rebrand or i fly to you or like doing a different thing more of those type of things um and not worrying about anybody else, like staying in my own lane, because that's like I always, I always just stay to myself because I am an introvert. Um, so it's one of those things where it's kind of like you know being more present. Because my friends they always say you got so much good content, but you just never share the content, and I don't because it's one of those things where it's kind of like I'm so private and I don't like people being in my business on exactly like what I do. I kind of mm-hmm. like, you know, how you like kind of keep people on their toes because it's kind of one of those things where people like once once they find out what you do, they try to gatekeep on some things. Yes. Yes. Very true. But you guys have some big goals for the year and I'm sure you guys will be able to accomplish all of it. So good luck with everything for this year. Thank you. Yes, good luck. Yes, good luck to you on everything also. Thank you. (laughs) Well, thank you. Thank you so much. It has been a pleasure speaking with you. And we want y'all to please go shop with my girl. Her products, you can find them at Faven Essentials on Instagram. And your website, it is www.favenessentials.com. We'll also have the link in the bio. Um, But we just look forward to all of the things that we are going to accomplish this year. We are growing and we are very excited. Yes, thank you again for joining us. And yes, make sure you guys go shop with her and enjoy her products because the products smell so good. (laughs) And I hope that when you expand, I hope that you achieve everything that you want to achieve this year. Thank you. I received that. And thank you guys for having me on your podcast. I was very nervous. This is my first (laughs) time doing something like this. Stepping out the box in the first month of the year. But talking with you guys, it was just it felt so easy. So I hope that everyone who's listening enjoys this episode. And if you guys have any questions like that we made, I guess, didn't get to on it and you want to talk a little further, like just DM me and I'll definitely respond. Yes, because she gave some good entrepreneurship tips for the girls. (laughs) (laughs) It's just my experience and I'm happy to share. So no gatekeeping. Over here, everybody, everybody can win. <laughs> what is for you is for you. Yes, we we love it. 
thank you and I hope that you guys enjoy this episode and make sure you guys go follow her at Fabian Essentials on Instagram and purchase her products